All right. Hey, welcome to another Devo. It's Patrick and Jamie here. Patrick, your uh, your hair is looking kind of poofy right up front. It's kind of good. It's a little poofy right up front. And before we get too into this, oh, we have to apologize to the crowds that listen. To the because, crowds that listen. Yeah. Why yeah, do we have all, to do that? All like eleven listeners, twelve listeners, yeah, viewers. Apologize. We. Uh, did not release a devotional on Sunday. <laughs> and, and, you know, the, these devotionals is not our full-time thing. So sometimes life gets in the way and we have to not do one. So, so uh, that's the first time in a while we haven't, we haven't done one. I think that's the first time since uh, uh, the summer. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Anyway, I think what, when that happens, what you should do is just listen to another one a second time. Yeah, yeah. Just listen to the most recent one twice. Or better yet, open the Bible and read a passage. Yeah, do your own. Record your own devotional. Send it yeah, to us. Exactly. And we'll we'll critique it and uh, tell you how amazing it was, and then upload it online for everyone to see. That's right. <laughs> but to, your good stuff. Yeah. But today we're going to check out Psalm 25 verses mm-hmm. 1 through 11. Psalm 25 verses 1 through 11. Yeah. And so yesterday I sat down and I was going to reflect on this psalm. Not right. in preparation for today, but just like for my own self reading sure. and stuff like that. And I intended to read one through 11 and I only read verse one and reflected on that verse for about 15 minutes. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. So I have not prepped for today, but well, I think, I think you've prepped for the first verse. Yeah. So Psalm 25, it says this in you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are, who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my savior. And my hope is in you all day long. Remember Lord, your great mercy and love for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me for you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. To God. And I do really like how this psalm starts off. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. As like a good reminder of something that I feel like we don't do often enough. Yeah. And it's a good statement just to get it right out of the bat. You know, in you, Lord, uh, my God, I put my trust. So acknowledging who God is. And acknowledging your relationship to God is always a pretty good place to start when you're saying a prayer. 
Yeah. Uh, this is a Psalm of David and it's a Psalm. So it's like a song. Um, and he begins straight up with, right. In you, Lord, I put my trust. I trust in you. Don't let me put to shame. Um, talks about hope and trust in God. And I just think for us today, what do we trust in? Like, where do we put our trust when we don't put it in God? <laughs> you know, Ourself, like ourselves. Yeah. Sometimes we put our trust in ourselves. Um, some people trust in like the government to save and protect them. Some people trust in uh, their family, like their family is going to be the ones that save and protect them and keep them safe and provide. Some people trust in uh, their money. They're like, oh, I have a bunch of money in the bank. That's where my safety comes from. Some people trust in uh, their doctors. Uh, some people trust in their lawyers, <laughs> uh, which, you know, when it comes down to it, all these things that we trust, it's okay to trust in something, right? Yeah, right. Like you and I are both sitting in a chair right now. We're trusting this chair to hold us up. <laughs> no matter how many burritos we ate, uh, yeah. no matter, you know, how, how big we are, we're trusting the chair uh, yeah. with, with like our actions by sitting in the chair. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I think what David is is saying here is, um, there's a lot of things you can trust in and it's okay to have trust in things, but the thing that we need to trust in the most, like the ultimate highest goal is in the Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the other thing about David, cause like this is verse one, right? In you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of enemies David has in his life. And these oh, yeah. aren't people who are like going to just talk trash about him. These are people that like want to kill him. And his whole right. family and all of his people. Uh, like sometimes serious, enemies, serious enemies. Yeah. Like these are like, these, yeah, these, these are like legit enemies. And so David has to trust in someone or something or himself or uh, whatever it would be just to keep him protected. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just acknowledging right out of the, right out of the gate. He's like, no, my trust it's in, it's in the Lord. He's going to be my deliverance. He's going to be my life. Yeah, um, I'm curious. Uh, you spent a day, or at least not a day, but you know, a considerable amount of time, just kind of focusing on this one verse. What are some things that came up uh, for you? Uh, the the thing that I was reminded of is an experience that I had in Pakistan, where mm -hmm. every time we would get into a car with the people we were in Pakistan with, they would say a prayer asking God to protect them in the car ride journey. And that didn't matter if we were going for two hours in the car or for five minutes. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, and driving and vehicles there are way, way different than vehicles and driving here. <laughs> so you understood why they prayed. <laughs> uh, I, I understood why they prayed, uh, but I realized I should do the same thing here. Like yeah. I drive like some, some B old truck and there's a lot of cars on the road. And if I got in an accident in my truck, it's a 50, 50 of the airbags would even deploy. They probably oh. just like puff. It wouldn't, it wouldn't blow. It just go. <laughs> yeah. Just a little, yeah. little tiny puff. That's yeah. Right. Uh, but there it was more, it was, it was less about how different the cars were or how crazy the roads were, but it was more about, uh, having true 
trust in the Lord with everything. Yeah. I, I've, I would, I do believe that the, the people we were visiting there do the same thing when they get in a car here in the United States. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that it is specific to when, when they're in Pakistan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that brings up a good point. I went, um, when I worked at camp, one of my first summers, our boss, who was uh, kind of the director of all the high school ministries there, he uh, he loved to pray about everything. So it was like, mm-hmm. if we were riding in a car, he's like, all right, time to pray. Or if we were climbing up a ladder, he'd say, all right, let's, uh, let's pray. This is getting kind of sketchy, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just this constant reminder that, that God needs to be our, our protection. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, I like that, man. I, I think sometimes when we pray, it's not that we're saying, um, God, if I didn't pray, you wouldn't help me. It's more of an acknowledgement that God's going to help us, that we trust in him. Right. It's like yeah. a recognition. Yeah. Um, cool. So All moving right. on verse yeah, three, no one who hopes in you will, will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one, uh, no one who trusts in you will ever, or no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. Now I think about this and I'm like, well, wait a minute, people who hope in God, sometimes they go through like hard stuff. Right. Uh, sometimes they had to deal with like people making fun of them or mocking them. Um, and then I even think about, well, Jesus like was, was killed on the cross. That's like the ultimate sign of shame. Yeah. So like, wait a minute, <clears throat> what does this mean? Like, is this a promise that isn't coming true? Or like, what is, you know, what do you think is going on here, man? Well, I, I, what I was thinking about is how does David know this? Right? Oh, yeah. Like, how does he know that shame will come to those who are treacherous without cause? Uh, I think that he knows maybe from experience that those who hope in Christ will never be put to shame. But how does he know the, the later part? And he like had a lot of, like you said, he had a lot of enemies. He had a lot of big life experiences. So maybe he's pulling from that. But, yeah. So like, for instance, we could think of the David and Goliath story, right? Mm-hmm. David, his hope was in God when he yep. went out to fight Goliath. Yeah. Goliath's hope was in his own strength and in his army and in his size. And who was put to shame? Goliath was. Uh, yeah. So I could see like where, you know, it comes to battles and stuff. There's some of that that's pretty clear. Um, when I look at this verse, what I think about is kind of the ultimate reality that God will save the day. Right. Um, and that yeah. might be after we've, we, we've passed away, after we're gone into eternity. Uh, God is going to be the one who, who saves the day and we will stand uh, with the Lord, which is an amazing thing. So like, ultimately we won't be shamed. Now we may be like, you know, beaten up and battered and have to suffer here on earth for seasons and for times. But, uh, eventually the Lord is the one who will, who will win. Right. So, um, and people who are treacherous without cause, right. So these are basically, you know, evil people. Um, they're not gonna, they're not gonna win forever. Sometimes we think evil people will win no matter what, you know? Yeah. Um, today we have a lot of different versions of what we think evil people are. Right. Some people are like, oh, it's the evil corporate 
businesses and, and greedy uh, folks who are running the country and, you know, they're the evil ones. And sometimes you think, oh, it's a certain political party is the evil ones. Um, or, um, you know, you could kind of fill on the blank. We all have this idea of who, of the people who are treacherous, treacherous without cause. Yeah. I think ultimately it all lies in the heart of the individual. Oh yeah. Um, Cause God knows God can see past everything and right to the heart. And yeah. God's going to deal with it, right? God will be the one who figures that out. Yeah. And verse verse four has a lot of similarities to verse one. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Uh, I can see the similarities to in you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. Uh, understanding God's path for you is something that uh, I think for all Christians is very important. Yeah. And one thing just to keep in mind too, is like, you know, God doesn't necessarily, God shows us sometimes the big giant picture and the big giant picture is trust in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then he may not show us kind of like that mid range plan, you know? Right. And then he might just show us the very next step we're supposed to take. So it's like, kind of like we have the big giant picture and we also have the tiny little like next step to take. But that mid level is the thing we always want to know. We want to know like, God, what are you going to do next year? Yeah, yeah. How are you going to fix this problem for me in two weeks? Yeah. Uh, Lord, what do you want me to do with, uh, you know, for my career? Mm-hmm. And God's like, well, I have a plan for you for all of eternity. Is like, <laughs> I laid it out in the scripture. Is that not enough for you? You know, like. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and then God might also might just give you something basic like, well, hey, today I just want you to read some scripture and I want you to like think about me. Yeah. Something really small, like those little small steps that God might have for you. Maybe God's prompting you to do a small step, like um, telling a friend about your faith. Maybe God is giving you a small step of uh, simply inviting a friend to go to church. Or, or you know, I don't know what it might be. Maybe it's posting a Bible verse or something. I don't know. But whatever that next little step God has for you, if you have a heart like David in verse 4, uh, asking God to show you, the Lord's path to show you his ways. That's a good place to be. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, asking God to teach you your path is different than uh, God's calling for an an individual for yourself. I think that there's like a a distinction there, at least for me, because God can like lead me to what he's calling me to, but then trusting or uh, asking God to like teach you paths and trusting God is going to lay out a path for you is like daily obedience to Christ. Um, kind of like what you're saying. It's like not the mm-hmm. long term. It's like the the little things like here and now. It's kind of like the the path. I, yeah. You, you kind of like don't under know what is coming on a hike unless you've done the hike before uh, until you get there. Right. You don't know if there's a waterfall halfway along the hike unless you've like read a map or you had some information, but sometimes your path is just a path and you're on it and you don't, you don't know what surprises they're going to be. You don't know if there's any rattlesnake that jumps out. You don't. <laughs> and by the way, if you ever get bit by a rattlesnake, don't try to suck out the rattlesnake venom. That's not a good <laughs> thing to try to do. Yeah. We learned that the other day. Uh, pretty important. Don't try and don't put on a tourniquet on the wound. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's bad news. 
bad news. Verse five, guide me in your truth and teach me for you are God, my savior. And my hope is in you all day long, all day long. Yeah. It's another, uh, kind of like goes hand in hand with everything we've already said, uh, asking God to teach us and acknowledging who God is. Uh, I think those are the two themes of this whole entire Psalm. Yeah. I love the fact that it's all day long. Like that's a good reminder, you know, like sometimes we think that God um, is our savior and that God is our hope, but only like on Sundays Uh, or God is my hope, but only when, you know, I'm at church or God is my hope, but only when I'm thinking of churchy things Yeah, (laughs) or only when I'm in trouble. Yeah. Right. Um, David is like, no, 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 no. God, you're my hope all day long from the rising of the sun to going down like, Lord, you're my hope the whole time. Yeah. Verse six, remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Now, that's, that's a cool way of saying uh, they're old. Um, yeah. Can you imagine lot. going up to like an old person and being like, are you from of old? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think that'd be very nice. Um, I, well, I think this is even one step further. It'd be like okay. going up to an old person and saying, Hey, do you remember when the TV inv- was invented? Because you're of old. That's right. <laughs> it's like David is telling God, uh, remember your great mercy and love because you're old or because it, it is old. Yes. So, and, but that's a good point, right? God's mercy and love, these things that God has. And let me look it up real quick because I'm wondering if it's okay. Yeah. The word for love here is has said love, which is God's loving kindness, his faithfulness. It's like God's um, loyalty uh, or right. goodness and graciousness. Like all like this is a word that is attributed to God, uh, especially in the Hebrew. Um, so God's mercy and this has said love is, is not a new thing. This isn't something God's now just unveiling as like the next great thing. You know, this is like, this is old school. This is how God has been from the beginning. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And verse seven is, is kind of funny too, talking about beginnings. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me for you, Lord are good. That sounds like a roundabout way to get out of like something you did that was wrong as a child. It's like, yeah, I I did this. Don't remember it though. Don't remember the sins of my youth. Now think about David, like David from his youth, he killed Goliath. Uh, He was kind of arrogant. He was his brothers. Uh And in fact, once he killed Goliath, he chopped his head off and ran around with it. <laughs> you um, yeah, that's kind of weird, you know. Like that might be. I don't know if that. I don't know if that was rebellious. If that was like he was trying to brag, but it happened. Um, yeah. So when we think about when we're youth, typically, and I had a uh, a friend who's a professor who did some work on um, looking at youth, like through even in the Middle Ages, like what do we think youth is. Uh-huh. And there's been a lot, and they did a presentation at this youth convention thing that we went to, but um, for a long time, this idea of youth has always been around. And this is another good example of it. Youth yeah. are kind of known, like being young, part of the the definition of being young is you might make some mistakes because you're figuring out life. Or you might yeah. be a little rebellious, rebellious, you know? You might say, I don't want to do it the old people way. I want to do it my way. Right, yeah. Um, 
And David now is saying to God, like, please forgive me because I realize now that some of that stuff I did as a kid wasn't honoring and wasn't really the right right way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And just because everyone does it doesn't mean that it's uh it's still right. Um and so David is acknowledging that. And I think that's, you know, if you let's say you're a young person right now, you made some mistakes. As soon as you're old enough to realize like, yeah, that, that was a mistake. Uh it's good to own it and even to yeah. bring that up before God and say, God, you know, I kind of screwed up when I was 14. Yeah, right. Or 12 or whatever comes to, you know, whatever is on your mind. Um, forgive me and God will. Yeah, that's true. That's super true. And that's what David's doing here. And in verse eight, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in his ways. Uh, <laughs> I love that verse. Yeah. It's a, a shift of tone from the first two little paragraphs to this one. Uh, instructing sinners in his ways. That's um sounds like a lot of redemptive work is happening. Yeah. And I, the part I love about it is that he doesn't instruct godly churchgoers in his ways. That's not what it says. You know, he yeah. doesn't say he instructs the most popular kids in his ways. It doesn't say he, uh, therefore he instructs um, just pastors in his ways and they have to tell everyone else. That's not what it is. He instructs yeah. sinners. in his Yeah. Way. Yeah. How cool is that? You know, it's like God is going to the juvenile detention center to instruct people in his ways. Yeah. He's not going, uh, he's not going to the best of the best. Um, not, he's just going to people who are sinners. And ultimately we realize that that's kind of all of us, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God will instruct us all in his ways. Yeah. And he also, yeah, oh, verse go nine like goes in with this as well. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. Now, I think anyone who is uh, instructed as a sinner by Christ uh, automatically falls into this next category as well, uh, being humble and learning God's way as well. Yeah, for sure. They do kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. Um. But I think, yeah, I definitely think they're going hand in hand because if you're a sinner, the only place you can have before God is a position of humility. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what we see, you know, like you acknowledge, even acknowledging you're a sinner is taking a stance of humility. Yeah. And to wrap it up, verses 10, 10 and 11, all the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful towards those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Whoa. Now, David is a man who has said is after God's own heart, yet here he is saying that his iniquity, his sin, his mistake is great. Yeah. And we don't necessarily know if it was like one great sin or if it was lots and lots. Yeah, we sin. don't know what he's necessarily referring to. Um, you know, the the thing we know about David where he kind of biggest screw up was David and Bathsheba. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know, this could be referring to something else. This could be referring, like you said, to, the, to all of it. But David is taking a place of humility and acknowledging his sin. And I think that's kind of a great thing for all of us to remember that if we acknowledge our sin, God's loving, God's kind, God is yeah. faithful. 
God has yeah. a deal. He's worked out this covenant. God is good. God is upright. I mean, you look yeah. at this at this psalm at all the words that God is. Yeah. It's amazing. And what yeah. are we? Well, we're sinners. Therefore, our stance to God needs to be humble, but he loves us. And so it is such a cool thing for us to realize that we can stand under the love of God uh, because of Jesus. Yeah. Thanks for checking out today's devotional. We hope you enjoyed it. And, and if, if you, you like it so much, you can you can watch it a second time. You can like listen to it in, in slow, slow mode or fast mode. Or, or double speed. You could. Double I don't know down. how that sounds, but it could happen. Yeah, there you go. All right. Bye-bye.